listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're continuing our off-season divisional deep dives. And today we're going to be covering the page. I mean, the AFC East <laughs> in more I was detail. Say, welcome to your uh, New England Patriots fan podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, basically what we're talking about today, man. Yeah. Oh man, Dan, I'm actually recording from Cheers in Boston. Oh, <laughs> I just figured I'd get in the mood since we're literally. I think I, I haven't looked at your notes. We haven't talked on yours, but I'm pretty confident going through mine that it's going to be heavy on the New England Patriots. Yeah, I actually took all the tea in my house and threw it into my pool too so i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting really into the spirit of things for this uh afc east discussion boy this sam like adams call, is really tasty uh, right talk. now too right <laughs> nothing like a little bit of pat's talk yeah right? so anybody that listens into Bo- uh the boston new england area you should be pleased with this episode for once since we have no way of really bashing the patriots because they run this division and have run it since 2002 one Something like that? Bob? So, yes? Challenge challenge accepted. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. No, I mean, you can't bash them when you're talking the division. Because, I mean, this division is, oh, it, it is rough. It's, it's rough team-wise, and it is super rough fantasy-wise. Yeah. it's As we like to say in our group of friends, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, you're new to these uh, formatted episodes and haven't listened to the previous two, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the AFC, ranking the offenses. We're going to look at best running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We'll rank our quarterbacks. We'll look at the defensive rankings. We'll, then we'll go over breakouts and biggest needs for each team. And the good thing about this episode is – I was able to find pretty much needs for the other three teams pretty easily. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that was what I was. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, I was, you know, working on this, and I was like, needs for the Patriots, and I just wrote, really? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I yeah, put, they just they just won the Super Bowl. I'm sure there are tons of things that they need right now. I just, I, and I'll tease it too. I just, my first uh, line was Fountain of Youth. That was it. <laughs> but yeah that's sort of how good i I mean no offense it does play it does play under the hands that that they have a relatively weak division but i was reading something that i don't think bill belichick has had less than like 11 wins since he's had brady in in tow at quarterbacks i mean right and he he even had castle the one year when brady went down and they won 11 and 5 and somehow missed the playoffs so i mean they're the best team in football it's it's done on my end even trying to argue that point so yeah uh, I, I think what i found at least that i thought uh when i started looking at the teams and thinking about these rankings is, is that this is a <laughs> this is a young division with right. three teams that are just really needing to shake things up and are, are in rebuilding mode straight right. up rebuilding mode with right. you know shifting coaches shifting quarterbacks new quarterbacks new coaches uh i mean these are three teams who uh, i i think are gonna really be interesting to see in the draft the nfl draft that is right uh, kind of where they go and what they address but 
Also, a lot of big name players that used to be fantasy relevant that have really kind of started to slip too. Yeah, if you look at it purely from a fantasy um, side of things, I, I'll be honest, Dan, and I know we're going to talk into it in more detail. There may be only a couple players that I'd feel really excited about having on my team in fantasy from this division. Uh, right. I don't, I don't know if that's any different for you, but. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and what could change is that there's one team in this division uh, that seems very, very interested in being extremely active in the uh, free agency this offseason. Uh, so much so that I was thinking today, is there a chance that we just might as well start calling them the, the Patriot? I mean, the Steelers of New York City, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's right. a good chance that, you know, the two of our big time studs uh, from our team, from our hometown team, Bob, uh, could be uh, green men this upcoming season. Uh, yeah. Lev Bell's been tied to them, and I know they've been, had some interest, or at least, you know, there's some musings that Antonio Brown could be headed to the Jets. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lev Bell goes that, uh, you know, I know they're trying to keep him out of the AFC, but, you know. Yeah, at least with AB, they can there. control that. Lev Bell, it's totally up to him at this point now. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and, and I, it's funny you say that because I read just before I was doing some housework that it sounds like the Jets may have backed off on Antonio Brown, but I bet that could be a smokescreen of some sort too. So sure. I know that, I know the Steelers want to get him out of the AFC, but if you're the Steelers, you're going to get whatever the best offer is. The other thing is is that uh, all the other news is about AB uh, seems to be hinting towards the fact that this is going to be done this week yep. by Friday. Yep. Uh, the deal will be done. So. We'll have uh, some really interesting, potentially some really interesting news to discuss next week, Bob. For sure. So uh, it's definitely something we're keeping tabs on. As you all know, we're from Pittsburgh, so we keep laser focus on this team. So, uh, yeah, any news that breaks, we'll definitely be covering it on next week's episode as we drop new episodes every Wednesday night uh, during the off season. So, Dan, without further ado, you ready to deep dive into the AFC East? Let's go deep. <laughs> so the first <laughs> topic we are going to discuss is overall offensive ranks. Dan, do you want to give your ranks? I'll give mine, and then I'll throw it back to you to talk about why you ranked them the way you did. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. After one, it got pretty dicey for me. I, I was really kind of shifting. <laughs> I was shifting them around quite a bit. Right. Uh, and as the theme seems to be with me and these overall offenses, I, th I think it boils down to what quarterback I liked the best. Uh, and obviously, uh, number one's the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> number one's obviously the Patriots. Uh, number two, I actually have the Bills. Number three, I'm going Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And closing them out uh, is the Dolphins because... Uh, so much uncertainty with that team right now. Yeah, Dan, we're we're really close. One and four are exactly the same. I, I flip flopped, and mine are the Patriots, Jets, Bills, and then Dolphins. So, why don't you go ahead and give your thoughts on why you ranked them the way you did, and then I'll jump in after the fact. 
Uh, Patriots. Uh, <laughs> it's the Patriots. It's Tom Brady. Uh, it's Bill Belichick. It, it, it's the best team in football. And I think, frankly, when you look at the other offenses in this particular division, uh, heads and shoulders better than any of these other teams. Uh, and the other thing, I think the theme for me for the AFC East is consistency. It all comes down to consistency. Who's consistency? The consistently the best team in the division. And I think that without the doubt, without a doubt, it's been the Patriots. Right. Uh, Tom Brady is the most consistent quarterback in the division. Uh, you know, when I was thinking about needs, I was tossing around the idea. Do they need a big time wide receiver? Frankly, I don't think that they do. Uh, Edelman does a, a very nice job of being super productive. They've got Gronk when he's healthy. Uh, that's kind of the biggest question mark they have going into the offseason. But I, I think the offense, you know, this this team always finds a way to move the ball, always finds a way to score. And they've shifted a lot more uh, toward a running type offense, I right. think, now. With right. Sony Michelle uh, getting so hot into the playoffs, uh, I mean, they were dominating in terms of the running game. And I can't wait, uh, to, so. honestly, to talk about him because when I revisit, he, he's coming up eventually here. When right. I revisited his playoff run, it was pretty darn dominant. So, It's just one of those things where I, I, there's no doubt in my mind who number one was right number two and number three were the were the most difficult and what it came down to me is that i just like josh allen more um than anybody on the jets right right yep Yep. uh sam darnold is, is is a nice quarterback he does he done an okay job uh he threw a lot of picks this year uh i know maybe the skill position players on the jets are a little bit better uh, but the biggest thing I, for me is that there's big question marks in the running game right now for the Jets uh, because Isaiah Crowell is gone. Uh, and then you've got Bilal Powell and then that, Elijah that's Maguire. It. Yeah, I don't Elijah know. Maguire, right? Uh, and then in the passing game, I mean, I get it. You've got Robbie Anderson, who's nice. Quincy Anua, who's kind of come on a little bit this last couple of this last year, uh, was a nice little fantasy ad here and there for a couple of games. But the, the thing is, is that I didn't really see Darnold getting it done in terms of fantasy production. I just like Josh Allen a whole lot more, frankly, because he's a lot better in the running game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, I think we talked about this with uh, Deshaun Jackson. I think he was the number one rushing uh, quarterback in the league, and you mean, uh, number you two mean, was you Josh mean, Allen. You mean Lamar? Lamar Jackson, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's just kind of where it falls down to me. Uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy, boy, what oh. a fall. What a fall. I, I think I'll never – I think that might be <laughs> you and I's biggest regret this last fantasy season is investing a, uh, a pick to get oh. LaShawn McCoy when we should have ultimately kept Got that. Got Sony Michelle. And we got Sony Michelle, absolutely. Lesson learned. Uh, it might be my – worst move that we did that i've done in fantasy honestly right because <laughs> I, I, honestly when we played that out we were thinking yeah. okay who, who could fall and then when the draft happened we're like no no right no it's happening right and it's like never thought he would be there exactly I never thought he would be there exactly. uh, and that's basically what it come down what it comes down to is that uh never in a million years did we think we'd have access to sony michelle at our draft position uh and I think the other thing is is that that was a learning experience for both you and I because right. uh, now we know the real value of what that number one draft pick is. <laughs> I think I think we have a lot more respect for that number one pick now. Right. Uh, not the number one overall, but that first round pick, um, as opposed to 
you know, investing in more veteran type players. And, and I'm glad we sort of went with the approach. We knew we said we're going to try and win this year, and if it doesn't work, we, you know, we're going to try and pivot. So I think we went in with the mentality that this could blow up in our face, but we had to try it, and it it. <laughs> It didn't really blow up in our face. We just we were stuck for a running back too in dynasty yeah, all absolutely. year long, and it just was a, a rotating running back committee there, and it just it never it, it really never helped our team. I mean, the the, the ideal situation for us now is that um, you know our pool from last week. Uh, there was actually a guy who we have on our team was getting a lot more love than I ever expected, Derrick Henry. If he can finally come on, we're in much better shape. But uh, I digress. It's a situation where I wish I had Sony Michelle because we'd be uh, flush with running back talent at this point. Too. Yep, right on. And the Dolphins are a mess. <laughs> it's just they're just a mess, Bob. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to. They're, they're, they are actively shopping Tannehill. Uh, Devonte Parker, an- another lost season of uh, high expectations but low production. Right. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry's not on that team anymore, so there's not really a stud receiver. Uh, I know someone, some people really love Kenny Thrill Stills, and he had a couple of really nice games though. But uh, as the theme of the AFC East, uh, he is inconsistent. Unfortunately, he's a nice player. He has some big play potential, uh, just not that week-to-week consistent fantasy stud that you're really looking for um, when it comes down to wide receiver and uh, no one in tight end in this, in this division, really. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Patriots, very simple led by the greatest quarterback of all time. That's your ultimate Trump card. They've got a great group of running backs with Michelle White and Burkhead. You've got your latest Super Bowl MVP and Edelman, like you talked about. And if Gronk comes back and can provide anything, it's not even close on the offensive rankings here. Mm -hmm. And with all of what we thought might have been a somewhat down year for them offensively, they were still top five in total net yards and fourth in points per game. So they were still lighting it up overall in the league. So it might it might have seemed a little different, but the production was right there for them. So I guess it just it seemed like not as. I mean, there wasn't a, a, a lot of pizzazz. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, was, it wasn't huge plays. It wasn't a lot of long plays. It was long grind out drives. Um, but they're still scoring points and, uh, you know, winning games. So who do we to question it? Exactly. The Jets, Dan, you sort of teased it. It was more the weapons. I like Josh Allen more than Darnold, but I don't like Josh Allen's weapons as we stand right now at all. So, not not a big Zay Jones fan. Oh boy, just a, just a little. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, my notes for the Jets. I thought they made a smart move investing in Darnold, and like you said, he showed flashes. He was very up and down. Um, but did show flashes. I, I like Robbie Anderson uh, as a dynamic wide receiver. It seemed like he sort of caught on as the year uh, got older last year. Yep, yep. One guy that I'm going to tease bringing up later, Chris Herndon, I thought flashed as a tight end his rookie season. Mm. And you made a note of it. This team has the second most cap space and have been linked to both Le'Veon Bell and Tevin Coleman. So I think if you get either one of those, specifically Le'Veon Bell, it's a big upgrade for your offense as a whole. So I think that would take a lot of pressure off Darnold going into year two i think that's very interesting because uh i did see that attached to Liv bell and tevin coleman um man uh obviously <laughs> if i'm uh, the jets i guess my preference would be lev bell 
Um, but with what we saw out of Tevin Coleman last season, uh, when he was the unquestioned starter, uh, you know, how, do, how, do, how does that affect kind of where you are in terms of if he joins the Jets? I mean, he was not a, not a great back, serviceable back when he was on Atlanta, who I think both of us would say much better offense with right. surrounded by much better skill players. Right. Um, you, you know, I, I don't see Tevin Coleman, you know, I, I like Tevin Coleman to a certain degree, but I, I don't see him being extremely valuable on the Jets in terms of I think it takes a – his fantasy value takes a dive if he's leaving Atlanta, which I'm sure he's, he is, uh, and goes somewhere with an, kind of a second-year quarterback where he's going to have to carry the, the whole workload. Now, Lev Bell, on the other hand, I, I think can carry that load and can kind of change that team. I think he's that, that, that dynamic. Um, but I think uh, to harken back to the Larry Fitzgerald comments that he was saying, you know, Antonio Brown, I don't think you realize how good you have it. Uh, I think there could be a situation where Lev Bell with a second year quarterback, who knows, Darnold could go off, uh, might be in that same situation saying you really don't know how good you have it. Um, with the quarterback that you used to play with. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. I, I think either one of them are an upgrade of what they have. Lev Bell would be the ultimate workhorse for them, whereas Tevin Coleman I still think would be maybe the lead of a committee uh, is where I would see him. So I would um, agree with that. I would agree with that. For the Bills, my first comment was right what you said. I really liked what Josh Allen offered, both rushing and passing. Uh, to your point, the rushing really surprised. He had the second most yards for QB with 631, and he put eight I, touchdowns in the ground. So, I mean, it's I definitely would me. not have called that as the this season. Right. Ne- yeah. Never would have said that Josh Allen would have been the, you know, the second-ranked uh, rushing quarterback in the NFL. Um, to me, I always, I mean, you kind of hear of him and his monster arm and kind of the gunslinger mentality. That's it. He, he, I think it's one of those situations is that he's going to take what you give him, uh, which is nice to see. I mean, Trubisky, like you kind of got some of that from him this year too. Right. Um, you know, the rushing um, attack that you really didn't expect to see. Yeah, and um, you know, I just put outside of him, this is why I have him third. Their offense was putrid. They have really no weapons that excite me but they do have the fourth most cap space so my last note was please get this guy some weapons because i i think they could be good offensively if they just get him some weapons better landing spot for lev bell new york jets buffalo bills new york jets i i yeah i I think it's the jets and i don't really have uh it's not a strong thought but I, I just think right now they have the weapons that surround that team that can at least take pressure off of Lev Bell. Buffalo right. I just don't see that right now so yeah yep um, Dolphins like you said there's not really much I like about the team it looks like they're going to get away from Tannehill either trade to the Redskins is what I've heard or release yep uh, they have what could be a dynamic running back in Kenyon Drake but they refuse to commit to him now I don't know if that's going to change with the new head coach Brian Flores from New, Eng- uh, new England you said it, Devontae Parker's a bust. Kenny Stills is up and down. There's just not much I like. So that's, I mean, I, I think we can move on. There's not much to talk about in Miami. Sorry. Kenyon, is Kenyon Drake dynamic? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, he showed it two be, years guess, ago. Maybe. He showed, he showed it two years ago. I am not a fan of him, but I don't know. And it know. looks like Frank Gore is playing another season. <laughs> uh, I don't, which, fine, good for Frank Gore. I mean, 
if you're a, I guess, just an athletic freak like Frank Gore, you can play like, I know, what, 57 seasons in the NFL and right. not blink an eye. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess he's he was serviceable last year. I don't think you move on with him, but I think you need to give the ball to Kenyon Drake more. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think Kenyon Drake is probably somebody who you could probably get as a steal in a draft if they'd commit to him in the offseason. Yeah, going into last year, I never liked him at his draft uh, spot, which was going to be like third, fourth round. I was right. never going to draft him. If he falls the sixth round, seventh round, uh, I'm going to take a look at him this year. So, uh, And I think he absolutely could fall that far considering kind of what you saw out of him last year. Exactly. So, Dan, let's move on to the best running back, and I'll get it started. Mine's Sony Michelle. Oh, wow. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So let me just go over some notes, and then I'll pass it to you. Finished 15th in rushing yards while only playing 13 games. He went for 931 yards and six touchdowns. And here's what I teased earlier. He played awesome in the playoffs. In three yep. games, it was 71 rushing attempts for 336 yards and six touchdowns. He has the look of a workhorse running back and one of the best coached, uh, best offenses. Now, there's obviously other running backs there. Yeah. But I think when Belichick knows he has a workhorse like he's had with Corey Dillon in the past going way back and even Lawrence Maroney for a year here and there and LeGarrette Blunt, um, yeah. he'll lean on one. So um, I'm not worried about that. And like I said, he's a guy I wish we would have had in, in Dynasty. Yeah. I mean, that was my only thing that I even worried about was there are a lot of mouths to feed in the backfield. I mean, James White, there was several weeks last year, Bob, where you were playing James White when we were getting drafty because he was consistently performing and he was performing like a running back quality. Right. And, And catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. Uh, it was a huge part of their offense last season. Right. Um, but I do think that Michelle kind of gives them a different look. He's more of a classic style running back. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Rex Burke has going to be on the outside looking in, frankly, this year. As he should um, be, honestly. Right. And I know he was somebody who you loved as a sleeper last year. Uh, but I think the injuries kind of took him out of the mix. And if Michelle can stay healthy and assert himself in the backfield, I think he's going to be the lead back. He, he's my best in the division. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't even <laughs> close, frankly. Yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, and, I mean, it's wild to think that someone who, you know, like LaShawn McCoy uh, is not even really in the in the discussion right now. Let's hope for a bounce back season for Shady, Bob. Let's hope. Boy, Let's hope. please, Shady, please yeah. give it to us. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's very easily said. Now I'm curious, Dan, who's your best wide receiver in this division? Uh, I mean, it's Julian Edelman. Frankly. Yeah, once um, again, let's let's agree on the New England Patriots, but right. go, go give your thoughts on Edelman. I, I mean, this is a guy who didn't even play an entire season because of the PED suspension at the, at the first part of the year. I think people were questioning whether, oh, is Josh Gordon going to overtake him as the number one? Is there going to be... You know, does Brady still have an arm that can sustain a passing game? Things like that were being thrown around. Uh, I think he really kind of took all of the doubters out of out of the system. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things is where you're, when you're the Super Bowl MVP, you, you are in, without a doubt uh, the best receiver in your division. Right. Uh, I, I've got to defer to that MVP status. And boy, did he play spectacular in that game. 
Uh, and it comes back to the one thing, which is what I said was the theme for this division for me, which is consistency. Uh, he's consistently the best receiver on the Patriots. Maybe not doing the most, you know, flashy plays and stuff like that. Uh, but he's scoring. He's getting points. He's a threat over the middle. He doesn't catch the deep ball crazy well. Uh, but that's not the way that this offense runs anymore. Uh, it's just one of those things where uh, I think anytime you need a catch and a big moment, uh, you need you're going to go to Edelman. No one else to that team really has the Brady's attention. I don't think. I mean, jo- Gordon here or there. Um, but you know, Chris Hogan, not really. Uh, and then, frankly, nobody else in the division really excites me in terms of, you know, fantasy relevance. I had Edelman this past season, uh, and he he performed quite well for me, and I got him at a bargain because of the suspension. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, every point you made is so valid. I'll just give some of my stats. Is He's a catch machine and is totally on the same page of his legendary quarterback. I mean, those two are completely in sync. Uh, it's never flashy, like you said, but when he's healthy and plays the entire season, you can bank on 90-plus catches, over 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. That is definitely right. what he will give you if he plays 16 games. Oh, yeah. And like you said, he had a dominant postseason that he capped off with a very well-deserved MVP. He finished the playoffs with 35 targets, 26 receptions, and three, 388 yards. I mean... Sure, would you like him to get into the offense? He got every single crucial yard and first down that that team needed that set up the offense to get into the end zone and win the Super Bowl. I mean, absolutely, he stood out head and shoulders above every other player in that game to me. Uh, and what when was, I was a very boring Super Bowl, but he yeah, did, when I he, was when I was watching that game, it was one of those is like who else? Who else could it be? It has to be Edelman. Yeah, there's nobody else who could you who I would even consider. Um, as the MVP for that game. I mean, he played so well. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the only other person who kind of intrigues me in this division from this position is probably Robbie Anderson. Exactly. Um, yep. But, again, not as consistent as Edelman. Uh, has the big play threat, but doesn't necessarily have the quarterback who can always take advantage of that particular big play threat. Uh, I mean, no one on the Bills is really exciting to me. Um, and... You know, frankly, uh, you know, I, I, when's Devontae Parker going to hit? Like, I mean, that's one of those things as everyone talks about it. We've had it for the like, discussion for the past three years. Uh, when's Devontae Parker going to hit, Bob? Never. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potentially. And yeah. I, it sounds like from what I read, and this might have been something last week, is uh, they probably are moving on from him, too. So uh, could a change of scenery help like it did for Ebron? Possibly, but I'm done trying to bank on this guy. To I, I've never had him on my team, um, and you know I've not really missed out on anything. So I'm 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 okay with not really investing in him at all. So yeah, no, I had him. I think a couple of years ago, maybe the year after he first came into his sophomore season, uh, and I drafted him, and frankly, I dropped him to the free agent wire. <laughs> yeah. So at some point during the season. Yeah. So. Best tight end, uh, Dan. I'm gonna get it started and just continue on with the New England Patriots. And I and I will admit this one is close, and I'll I'll give my reasons why. I, I went with Gronk, and no, I think this is more <laughs> of a career recognition because if you just base it off last season, it, it wasn't really very good. But um, yeah. I'll give my notes. It sounds like you've got Gronk as well, but. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who else could it be? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll read my last note to sort of give who I 
could think of possibly, but I mean, he may go down as the greatest, most dominant tight end of the last, uh, of all time. And even though he played double digit games, to me, it just looked like injuries caught up. And this is the first time when he's played double digit games where he was not at least scoring eight touchdowns. He only had three. Right. So the one thing I do like is he showed life in the playoffs, especially the last two games, the AFC Championship and Super Bowl, where he had 18 targets, 12 receptions, 166 yards. And I mean, there's a real possibility that he could retire. Uh, it seems like that is something he is considering. Yeah. And my note was if he does retire, I would probably go to Chris Herndon, but that tells you how much of a drop off there is. So. Right. The the only other person I thought of was maybe Charles Clay, uh, but I, I I don't know. And I think uh, Bills Her- are moving on from him too. Yeah, it, it, you're right. Uh, this is this is such a shifting landscape right now in the AFC East. Uh, so maybe Herndon, uh, but also they're talking about bringing uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins back. Yep. Uh, so what does that do for Herndon's value? Uh, he, maybe he had some games that were pretty nice here and there, but if you bring uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins back, uh, I think that's going to cut into the, the stats for him. Right. Uh, and frankly, uh, there's not not a tight end on the <laughs> on, <laughs> on the uh, the Dolphins that even remotely interests me. I, I would be shocked if there's any tight ends rostered, unless you have a big time breakout player uh, from coming in from the draft this year. Yep. Uh, but it, it's got to be hands down Gronk. Um, um, I mean, he's just such a big part of the offense. Him and him and Edelman, uh, and now Sony Michelle. Uh, welcome to the Patriots fan club, everybody. Yeah, we're. It sounds like we're basically in the middle of it right now. Right, so. Dan. We I'm, might we might never be able to see any of our friends again for as much as we've talked up the Patriots tonight and for how much we love the Cleveland Browns <laughs> offense. Right. I mean, good God, what's going on? I might have to go to the doctor and get myself checked out real That's quick right. after we're done. So you might never be allowed back in the DOH club again. No. <laughs> <laughs> revoke revoke your yinzer card per, per, uh, permanently yeah they'll pull i'll go in they'll ask for my card when i go to order a beer and then they'll just chop it up right in front of me so <laughs> get out get out <laughs> don't ever come back get out <laughs> so dan i am curious let's rank the quarterbacks and i'm pretty confident we have the top four exactly the same so why don't you go ahead and rank yours i'm very curious <laughs> Uh, I've obviously got uh, Ryan Tannehill at number one. He, he's, he's screaming <laughs> as a breakout this year. Oh, right. Uh, it's it's Tom Brady, Josh Allen, uh, Sam Darnold, and then whoever the quarterback for the, the Dolphins is. Um, yep. I know it's not going to be Tannehill. Uh, I, I would be – oh, let's put it this way. I would be shocked if it was. Right. Uh, you know, they're trying to do everything they can to get rid of him at this point. Um. But, you know, Brady, just consistency. Uh, Josh Allen, rushing. Uh, Sam Darnold, because there has to be a number three. And uh, uh, Miami, because there's, there's a fourth four. team. I don't know who is it going to be. Yeah, I yeah. have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, there's there's a fourth team, so it has to be Miami. Right. <laughs> just put Miami. I, yeah, I, I really actually think Josh Allen could be a serviceable fantasy quarterback. Uh, next year, if depending on what kind of moves they make in the draft and if they could attract any type of receiver um, to that team to play, uh, I think that he, if he has a better receiving core, or if for some way somehow Zay Jones like comes out of nowhere, um, 
I think he can be a serviceable fantasy quarterback. And I know that he's sitting, you know, prominently on our dynasty bench uh, right now. Uh, I think we let him sit there one more year just oh, to kind of yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, and, and Mitchell gets the promotion this season, probably. I actually but, like our quarterbacks going into this year with Russell Wilson, more than likely our starter most of the time, and Mitch Trubisky coming off what I right. thought was a, a very nice season. So I'm, I'm totally cool with riding with those two and letting Josh Allen marinate on the taxi squad one more year. And then I, I don't think we ever get rid of him. It's just who, you know, why who put we up. cut. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, and, and in, especially in like a two quarterback league, uh, I, I would grab him. Uh, why not? I mean, there's not a, a huge downside. And I think you're going to, I don't know if you can duplicate the rushing season he had last year. Right. Uh, and, right. and I think that the bills probably don't want that because I think they're hoping that they can get a little bit more of a passing game going. I agree. Um, but I just like him so much more than Darnold. I think he's a little bit smarter with the ball. I think Darnold's a little bit, or at least was, interception prone this past season. Yeah, so uh, I mirrored your list exactly. Tom Brady, he's the greatest of all time. If you need me to give stats, he still went over 4,000 passing yards last season with 29 touchdowns. It's not always going to be dominant, to, but to me, he's a back-end quarterback one. If you really feel like waiting, I probably will not have him on my team because I like to go super late and upside. And, and he could even be somebody that in 10-team leagues, if you've got a league like ours that really only right. rosters one quarterback per team, right. he may not even be drafted. But uh, I mean, I, I don't recall if he was drafted this year. Um if he was, I think it was late. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, there were. <laughs> I mean, the the only reason I think he was drafted in some of my other leagues is because some of the people I play with are from Boston, frankly. And uh, but are you, there calling, are, are you there, calling out Eric right now? Yes. <laughs> there were times where uh, in some of the other drafts that I was doing that he was not being drafted. Uh, or it, it, he is like the perfect. If you'd like to wait on quarterback and tight end. He's kind of the perfect guy to kind of sit there and be like, you know. Last round. Last round, right. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Josh Allen's my number two. He really surprised me with his playmaking ability uh, because this team really had no playmakers. Once again, I'm going to reiterate, he finished second behind Lamar Jackson in quarterback rushing yards with 631 yards. He scored three more rushing touchdowns than Jackson with eight. Jackson only wow. had five. So that one stunned me when I did my research. I yeah. I know he scored a lot, but it, it was really a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he struggled somewhat passing the ball with 10 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, but I really chalked that up to not having pass catchers at all. Uh, I didn't like any of his pass catchers. Uh, if they get him some weapons, he could really blossom was my final note. So it sort of mirrors yep. your exact thought process. Um, as far as Sam Darnold, came out of the gate hot beating uh, Detroit week one where he went 16 for 21, 198 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I know going into last season uh, in my survivor poll, I picked Detroit because I thought they would just eat up this rookie. And yeah. uh, he looked really good. He had right. other strong games this year, specifically week 15 against Green Bay where he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, 24 for 35. 341 yards and three touchdowns. So he can provide quarterback one weeks. But once again, Dan, I think this talks to your point. He finished the season with 17 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. So sort of like Allen, a little up and down as far as passing the ball goes. Yep. I just chalk it up to I just like what I saw out of Allen more than I did Darnold. Now, the good thing is it looks like they're willing to get him help with their cap space. So, Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, 
Uh, I think that they've played the. I mean, they're they're. Uh, I mean, I, I I really think that this is where Levy Le'Veon Bell ends I up. Think right? so I think too. they'll pay him. I really think they'll pay him. Um, but uh, I I mean, if you're a so uh, let's think back to a. a, a a fond team that I think you and I probably think about is uh, a team that had a, uh, a a rookie quarterback who won the Super Bowl and uh, had a sturdy running game that kind of carried him through the rough patches. So I think this could be a situation where, you know, Darnold maybe gets a little bit of the Jerome Bettis treatment from Le'Veon Bell uh, and kind of takes the heat off of him. Uh, I don't think he had that same level running game this past year with Crowell. Uh, so I think if Lev Bell goes there, there's a good chance that the stats for Darnold uh, get significantly better. And, and the good thing about that is if they do get Le'Veon Bell, you're looking at possibly 80-plus catches from him. So if there's any pressure, just give him a dump off and let him make the yards for you. You don't really have to do yep. much of anything. So. Yep. And then to your point, I, I put Tannehill as the quarterback, but it definitely sounds like it will not be him. Uh, he's just mediocre to me. He always seems to be around 12 interceptions every season. His career-high passing touchdowns is 27 in a season, but that was back in 2014. They're moving on from him. I'm not going to waste any more time, Dan. So let's go into defenses, and, and I'll be honest, this is where the Patriots do not rank number one for me. So No, I agree. Who was your number one? I got it. Buffalo, New Hello. England, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Hey, guess what? So do I. <laughs> Greg, minds, think alike. Greg. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the the defense of the Bills was one of the uh, really bright spots of that team last year. Right. Um, uh, but the other, there were also times where I was like, "Oh, the, the Bills are going to dominate," and then they'd give up like forty points, and I was like, "What is going on here?" Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Is I guess you can't really, you're not counting on your defense to win your fantasy games. That's for sure. Unless you were you in that one game last year, we've been through like a thousand interceptions, and you beat me with the Jags defense. Yeah, still not feeling great about that one. But oh boy, that uh, was lingering for you, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is two years later. I still haven't given it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really, they were the bright spot of the team. I mean, and here's the thing. Here, here's why it's kind of very interesting to me to see what the Bills do in the offseason. Um, or if Shady McCoy can somehow, some way, just give one more shady season um, to the team. Because they're not that, I really don't think they're that far off from no. being a pretty good team. The no. defense is good. Um, the quarterback is good. They need some receiver help. Um, but if they can get Shady McCoy to just give them one more season, one more quality season, uh, I think that this kind of can have that same kind of, you know, Jerome Bettis effect that I was referring to if, if Bell would go to the Jets. Take a lot of heat off of Allen uh, by having a good running game and a good defense. Uh, and you guys can win games and go far. So I'm really interested to see what the Bills do in the offseason, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they finished second in yards per game allowed with 294.1. But where they got hurt at times was their point per game. They finished middle of the league, 16th with 23.4. So they were able to keep the yards down. But you know what I chalk that up to? I think that has a lot to do with the somewhat limited offense putting them in bad positions because if right. you're not giving off many yards but you're giving up points, something right. something's giving somewhere. And the other thing is is that if, if you are not – 
getting a rest because your offense is constantly three and out. going three and out or routinely doing three and out, not necessarily constantly, but at least more than better than average at doing that. Uh, you know, that's really going to hurt your numbers. And I, and to your, to your point, Bob, you know, not a lot of yards, which means not a lot of long drives, right? Uh, but a lot of points, which means short fields because of turnovers and just bad plays and things like that. Right. Yeah, and they've got some uh, a good young player with Tremaine Ed- Edmonds' uh, tackle machine with 121 combined tackles. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that was top 12, if I remember my research properly. So, um, Dan, let's move on to the Patriots who we had at number two. I'll go first with them. Uh, to me, they're the definition of a bend but don't break type of defense. They rank yep. 21st in yards per game allowed with 359.1, but finished 7th in points per game allowed with 20.3. So to me, they flip what the Bills did, and that's what the Patriots did. Yeah, it's one of those things where also not a lot, of, not a, a crazy amount of turnovers, but right. turnovers at the right time. Like they, they just were making plays at the right time. Um, so uh, this is also, I mean, this came down to the bills. I thought were, were the best. Um, I, I think the Patriots were the second best. And, and then the last two or last three and four, I was like, man, eh, whatever, I guess I'll go, I guess I'll go jets dolphins. Yep. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more playmakers on this team and on the Patriots, as opposed to those other two teams. Um, and it just felt like the better defense to me. Yeah, and, and one thing is when you've got an all-pro uh, on your team, first team, Stephon Gilmore, their quarter uh, cornerback, first team all-pro, second Pro Bowl, 20 passes defended, two forced fumbles. When you've got that type of playmaker guarding uh, wide receiver options on other teams, it's going to bump you up in my eyes. So, yep. Um, Jets, Dan, I had them. They're, I'll be honest, the next two are average to below average uh, defenses. Yep. yep. Jets were bottom of the league, uh, towards the bottom of the league in yards per game and points per game. One bright spot for them when I did my digging, tied fourth in forced fumbles with 18 and fourth in interceptions with 19. So, they were able to get the ball, but they were giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points. So uh, I, I don't know if that means they were just being uh, trying to be a little opt- opt- opportunistic is what I was trying right. to say, and it cost <laughs> yeah. them. But when yeah. it hit, they were able to turn it over. So that's why I had them third. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, these two defenses didn't really excite me very much at all. Um, There wasn't anything about them that really stood out to me whenever I was looking at them or thinking about them. Um, To me, it basically boiled down to um, the the Patriots and the Bills for me. Uh, And frankly, the the Dolphins, I think, were horrendous. Uh, They were giving up points left and right last year. Uh, I think one of the worst defenses in the league. Yep. And these were two defenses. I know, I think at one point someone was, there was a Jets start during our fantasy season. And I think it might've been when they played the bills and that was an awful decision. Yeah. Um, but I mean, none of these guys are people that I'm, uh, neither of these defenses are people who I'm looking towards unless they make big moves in the offseason. Yeah. Right. And for, for me, Dan, the dolphins, it came down to really two players that I, I like, cause I know we do IDP, uh, in our league. Um, 
I mean, they did get to the quarterback pretty often, tied for fifth uh, with 52 sacks. And it was really Kiko Alonso who yep. uh, was tackling 125 combined tackles. And Xavier Howard uh, yep. was a pro bowler with seven INTs. But outside of that, yeah, there's not really much to like on that defense. So Yeah, two bright spots that weren't able to kind of – I mean, two great players on a bad defense, basically boils down to. Yep. So – Dan, let's move on. Who's your biggest potential breakout from this division going into next season? Um, my biggest breakout actually is going to be Josh Allen. Uh, nice. <laughs> I really think that what you saw out of him last year is something that I don't know that at least I didn't necessarily expect to see. Uh, and I think they can give him a lot of help. Um, you know, you can find good receivers late in the draft. You can find good receivers in free agency. You can find a good tight end to come in and kind of play uh, a relief valve for this guy. Um, I just think he has got the biggest upside. The other person I considered was Sony Michelle, but frankly, he already kind of broke out in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a bigger, bigger role in the offense this year. Uh, but I, boy, basically what it comes down to, to me and now, I'll be honest with you. If Lev Bell goes to the Jets, uh, my opinion might change. Uh, but individually, I, I think you're going to see the most fantasy points or the biggest fantasy jump out of Josh Allen um, this upcoming season. So he'd be my breakout individual uh, for the AFCs. Yeah, mine, and it's a, a position where everybody is starved for breakout players. It's Chris Herndon, tight end from the Jets. Now, you brought up Austin Safarian Jenkins, but I can't equate him into this uh, right now. So, Yeah, until he goes there officially, I mean, it's not something that you should probably be thinking about. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is just a position that needs a breakout. And he did show up. He finished his rookie season with 56 targets, 39 receptions, 502 yards yards four touchdowns really came on in the second half of the season where he was becoming more of a focal point for the offense and my last note was this position starving for players in fantasy so uh, yeah he's he's a rookie or going into his second year right along with sam darnold I, i would think those two would have a rapport just because of that and normally young quarterbacks like to lean on their uh tight ends so I mean, if you're just seriously waiting on tight ends, he could be somebody, uh, if you're one of the last people to draft, that maybe you take a flyer on and see if he does break out. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, it's it's, it's the tight end wasteland, Bob. So yeah. <laughs> you might as well take a shot at him. Yep. Uh, you can you could do a lot worse. Uh, and, and you and you could really find, uh, you know, some diamonds in the rough there as well. But hmm, now that I know that, uh, what do you think about Jared Cook? going to the bills what do you think about that boy i mean it would be a massive upgrade for josh allen i, I would like right. any playmakers that they could get on that team i would love it for him yeah absolutely so dan last category is biggest need for each team and i'm going to start with the bills and then i'll toss it to you i put it in all caps playmakers yep. i don't care if it's tight end wide receiver running back Skill position players. Yep. Yep. From what I read in the latest mock drafts after the combine, it sounds like they are slotted uh, and projected to take DK Metcalf, the wide receiver who had a massive combine from Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. To me, this is the type of receiver, if he's available, they should draft because he's a big athletic receiver that can deal with some errant throws from Josh Allen. So to me, it's all playmakers for them. Oh, (laughs) I I agree with you 
100%. If he's going to be the breakout player that I think he can be, uh, they need to get him some help, whether it's through the draft or through free agency. I would love to see them grab um, <laughs> that guy to, to join uh, Josh Allen. And, you know, the other thing is, is that if you get him now, you're getting three or four good years out of him on a rookie contract to see how it plays out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's playmakers. It's to me, it came down to wide receivers. Frank. Yep. Right. I, yeah, agree. Uh, Dan, what do you think about the dolphins? What do you think their biggest need is? I think quarterback. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, they're, they're trying to grab, uh, I mean, this has not been a, it's not a great year for quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, there are a couple out there, but it's not as kind of the wealth of quarterback talent or the wealth, frankly, of talent that you saw last season. I thought there was a lot of rookies who kind of stepped up big time uh, in this past NFL season. And, and, you know, potentially there are some spots from rookies that do the same. I, I just don't think this is the same pedigree, um, uh, at least according to most of the experts, uh, at least. I, I think it's not the same level of talent coming in. Um, but they need to figure it out because it, it all, frankly, starts with that position. Tannehill had not been getting it done for them. Uh, maybe a change of scenery does him some good as well. Uh, but but it, it, they need a quarterback. They need to address the quarterback position. Yeah, it's clear they want to move on from Tannehill. And before the combine, they were linked as the team that could get Kyler Murray. But it sounds like he's going number one overall now. Yeah. Um, and, it and, sounds- I, and I just saw that the Arizona is not moving off from Rosen. <laughs> what? That's, like, are you? What? <laughs> that's going to be interesting if that's the case. Yeah. Um, frankly, I, I think it could be a situation where they're going to sit there and see if they can flip uh, that guy for a first round pick. And that's you know not going to happen. At, at that's the not draft, gonna happen. they're going to say, "Hey, we'll give you this for well, Rosen for your, you know, the thirtieth pick in the first round or something like that." And uh, the funny I, thing is, is that the QB starved teams are not going to be waiting that long, and they're not going to be paying that high of a price for a guy who, you know, didn't really do much last year. I'll be honest; I'll be stunned if somebody gives up anything more than a third, maybe even fourth. <laughs> right. Just look shaky. Now, here's one thing I did put why not try and reach if they're not going to i don't think they're going to get murray or haskins from ohio state why not get a stopgap like tyrod taylor uh that's a good point um why wouldn't they but uh, i just read something that tyrod taylor there was a team that was trying to grab tyrod taylor to do the exact same thing I cannot remember who it was. It'll yeah, it'll it's like, come back why, to me. it's like why not? I mean, that's, right. to me that's I mean, what he is a definition of a good stopgap quarterback. So I mean, you're not getting Nick Foles because he's probably going to Jacksonville. Yep. And uh, you know, or even Case Keenum. Why not see if you can get a Case Keenum on your hands there? To me, it's better than probably what you're going to get because you're missing out on Murray and Haskins, really. So right, uh, Dan for the Jets. Um, if I'm looking from a football perspective, I'm talking edge rusher, but I'm going to take a fantasy slant, and I'm going to say get the running back that they're linked to. Uh, I yep. mean, to me, if they get Love Bell, I think it would be big for them to pair with a young quarterback, tight end, and yep. have Robbie Anderson on the outside. And if a known one can stay ha- uh, healthy, I mean. 
to me, it's a no-brainer. You have the cap space. Pay the guy, and you'll get a weapon. I mean, we saw it in Pittsburgh for how many years? So, No, I, that was exactly what I was thinking. It's running back. Uh, you released Crowell. He's clearly not coming back. Uh, you've got Elijah McGuire. And you've got Bilal Powell. I don't think anyone's really excited about those guys. You've got the money to pay Lev Bell. Uh, I mean, I'm, I would be surprised if he's not, if he doesn't end up there, frankly. Um, I think that's where it kind of begins and ends is get yourself a running back. Right. And Dan, uh, we teased it earlier, the Patriots, I had the fountain of youth, but <laughs> I mean, if I, if I really had to dig, it'd probably be pass catchers because it sounds like Cordero Patterson, Chris Hogan and Philip Dorsett are all headed for free agency. Josh Gordon's done. If Gronk retires, as long as Tom Brady's quarterback, you get him weapons. So I had pass catchers as, as my need for this team. Yeah, and I agree with that. Actually, this is weird because we have the exact same thing for the needs. But mine for, for the Patriots, I was like, really? What What do they need? Another uh, Super Bowl, maybe? Yeah, personally, I was like, yeah, I, I hope they don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just forget your pick like the uh, Vikings did a few or how many years back where they just didn't pick for like two picks. Yeah, selfishly, I, I hope nothing good happens. But uh, I think that one of the big things is, is that I, I think they need to find somebody not to step in and be Gronk, but to fill that type of role. Right. Not, I mean, I don't think there's going to be anybody who's going to be able to do what Gronk's done. Um, but, but I really do think that that high quality, high tier, high big playmaking tight end really makes a difference in this particular offense and it really makes a difference for Tom Brady. I mean, they tried to do it with Dwayne Allen at one point. It didn't really work out. Um, but if you, if you think back to how effective Gronk used to be, oh. they can even get anybody who even remotely comes close to that level of production. Uh, it, it changed the whole dynamic of the offense. So uh, I would say pass catchers, but in particular for me, it's try to find somebody to jump into those tight end spots. I think they do great with receivers who are, you know, cast offs, not really, you know, big names, places. And let's be honest, the, the last real, you know, big name receiver they probably had was Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah. Um, so I think they can do it with receivers like Edelman uh, and Hogan and those guys. But I, I think the dynamic pass catching dynamic tight end is, is probably something that they really, 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 really need and really miss at this point. And, and I know the guy did completely despicable things when you look back at it. But could you honestly imagine if Aaron Hernandez had his head on straight and they had him this whole time? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I think that the dynasty would have just been – uh, frankly, uh, unstoppable. Yep. So just, I mean, just obviously, I mean, the guy was awful when you look back at it. But just football-wise, I mean, that would be pretty crazy. But Yeah, that, that team would be wild. Um, so, yeah, Dan, that was our New England Patriots fanboy show for our AFC <laughs> <laughs> East Divisional Deep Dive. <laughs> Well, but I think I'm going to go have a nice big bowl of chowder. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm going to go crack open another Boston Lager. <laughs> Maybe watch the Celtics play the Kings tonight. Oh, boy, the Celtics. Rough time for those guys right now. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, we sort of teased it. Like I said, we Dan and I do not share our notes. We like to come in and sort of see what both of us come up with uh, on our own. So... Uh, next week, we will be covering our last AFC division. We're going to go out west where, boy, I love one team out there in the west. So um, I like another team, too. I like another team, too. So, uh, yeah. I, I think I, I think 
there's a chance there's a chance that it turns out like this division where we talk about all one team but frankly i think there's a big chance that there's going to be a lot of debate on this one there's two because i'm sure we'll all have we'll have different um (laughs) we'll have different tight ends (laughs) yeah yeah, right right exactly so well hunter henry's coming back who knows but don't uh, don't tell anybody because i'm hoping to snag him in the draft this year (laughs) right well, hopefully he doesn't pull out his ACL in the uh, preseason. Yeah, ain't that Boy, the truth. Yeah, so, so, oh, have I, you seen any of those? Not to, not to, uh, you know, take us off point. Have you seen any of the workout videos from Tyler Eifert? N- no, actually, I have not at all. Oh my! Got to check it out on Twitter. He's moving. Is that? He's moving. It, like moving, like gingerly, or is he? No, 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 no. Like doing full blown, like football moves. You know, agility drills. It's it is amazing. It's amazing. I, I you've got to check it out. Everybody, check that out. It's astounding. Because if be you think back him. to how think back to how horrific that injury was, to see him doing the things he's doing, uh, he's coming back next season. There's a there's a sleeper potential right there at a horrific fantasy position for everybody. Uh, right, exactly. So, Dan, do you want to sort of mention what we're going to be doing here in just about 25 minutes as well? Yeah, we're actually doing a another mock draft. <laughs> uh, but this one's actually a little bit unique, and it's going to be a rookie-only draft. Now we get it, everybody. No one's even been drafted yet. You don't even know where they're going to end up. But you know what? These drafts are fun. It's fun to talk about you know, the rookies and the combine and those types of things. So we're doing a rookie-only draft, draft on the Sleeper app tonight with uh, eight other guys. Uh, and then we're going to get a little bit into it next week. Uh, talk about the combine, talk about maybe some big time players. Uh, and Bob and I will come up with some other things that maybe we want to talk about just to kind of get things rolling on that rookie front and start some dynasty discussion. Because frankly, uh, this is the time where you should start doing some research for those dynasty leagues. Uh, you know, it's nice to see where people end up, but it's also nice to have an idea of players to target. And it makes the draft, watching the draft, frankly, a little bit more fun because if you have a player that you like, uh, someone who just kind of blew your socks off during the combine and they land on a blew your test. socks or blew your sandal off Dan <laughs> blew your sandal off and you lose it in a porta potty you know it makes the draft fun because if they land on your team or a team where you feel like they're really going to make a difference uh, I feel like that makes you at least uh, gives you a leg up in those dynasty drafts which are usually only four or five rounds so we're doing a four round uh, rookie only rookie only draft tonight yep yeah and we've said it before uh, we said it uh, in season one uh, especially in the preseason off season we're big fans and supporters of the sleeper app if you're not using it you should you can mock draft like we're doing rookies only you could do vets only you could do half point full point as many rounds you can add IDP the best you thing put, I like about put it your is, sleepers in yep if you are like us and we do a one person per team keeper option you can actually input the keeper at the position he will be kept at so you can truly mock draft how your league will be set up going into the actual draft so once again shout out to sleeper we're big believers big fans and uh, anytime you hear us mock draft that's where it's going to be on so and the other thing is is that you can do it with just one other dude you can do it with three other dudes i mean it's one of those things where you you can either either mock by yourself at any point throughout the entire day i mean it's all through the app uh and frankly it was something that whenever i had some free time 
Uh, I was doing a couple drafts a day. Uh, obviously, didn't help very much during my <laughs> fantasy season this year because I missed the playoffs again. I personally don't blame anyone for that other than Leonard Fournette, but still, <laughs> uh, it's a great, it is a great tool uh, and something that I know we, you and I both use, Bob, and then a bunch of guys in our league are starting to get involved in it too. Yep, we're moving our league of record draft to sleeper uh, for the live draft this year. So, yep. Um, so yeah, Dan, let's go ahead and close up the show. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotTakesFF, N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-F-F. Uh, you can email us, NotTakesFF at gmail.com. You can visit our podcast homepage, anchor.fm forward slash NotTakesFF. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash NotTakesFF. You can listen and follow us there best thing about it is it has links directly to every platform we're on we're on 12 other platforms other than anchor so if you like apple if you like breaker if you like tune in if you like spotify you'll link directly there where you can instantly subscribe on the platform of your choice there's a plethora of options yeah for anybody though that does listen on apple (laughs) podcast give us like 30 seconds give us a review a five-star rating that really helps us as we grow as a podcast but really, any platform you listen on, subscribe. You'll get each episode Wednesday night as we drop it. Uh, and then when we get closer to the regular season, we go to three shows a week. So uh, cover all of our bases there. And, Dan, let's close out the show in style like we always do and give a shout-out to your brother, Tom. Yeah, the song's called Alma. It's a uh, song written, performed. Uh, any, any aspect of that tune, all done by one man, and that's my brother, Tom. And if you like that song got a lot more where that came from check out his soundcloud uh he's that dude tom he's always coming up with new stuff he's collaborating with a bunch of different people uh this song called alma and it's been with us from the very beginning uh free of charge so much appreciated my man and uh everybody should check him out yeah tom we love the song it's it's never leaving uh, as long as we do this that's going to be our song so um dan we will talk next week about our uh, dynasty rookie draft and we will definitely be talking in detail about the afc west so until then i will talk to you later Woo!